I'm Sylvia Tam, and you're listening to Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs, a weekly snack and chat with amazing moms about how they raise their kids to live an entrepreneurial lifestyle. So let's hop into today's show and grow healthy families and businesses together. Welcome to another episode of Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs. I'm your host, Sylvia Tam, and with me today is our guest. Her name is Sandy Herrera, and I met her through some educator training, and she is in Las Vegas, so I'm excited to introduce you. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sylvia. I'm so happy to be here. This is so fun. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yes, I know. You know what? We go, uh, even though it hasn't been a long time, mm-hmm. I feel like you've done so much. And I know that through the conversations we've had, you've had so much, um, um, what do you call it, influence on um, your son and how he's become an entrepreneur himself. Although he is, how old is he now? He's going to be 21 in July. So he's, he's right there. Oh, I, I love talking. I call you senior mompreneurs. You guys have already <laughs> been through it all. And so it's really good to get your idea. So how about I give you um, a, a moment just to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, for sure. Where are you from? What are you doing? <clears throat> Absolutely. So um, I actually grew up in, in Big Bear in the mountains of Southern California. And so I am a small town mountain girl and moved to Las Vegas in 1998. <clears throat> which was um, kind of a crazy leap of faith with my um, my son's dad. And um, fast forward 23 years later and still here, actually looking now that um, I'm going to be an empty nester, uh, I will be relocating um, on my own to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which I'm super excited about. And uh, so at this stage of having my, my son go into adulting, um, <laughs> finding his own place. And so it's, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces and parts, but I, I actually, um, my, my core business is educator dynamics. And so I've been coaching schools and, uh, educators for the last 12 to 15 years on creating a positive workplace culture in our schools, making our schools a great place to work so that they can be a great place to learn. And I've also got my nonprofit, um, Genius School US, which is connected to Genius School Global. And that's how you and I met, um, right. was when I was doing one of the young entrepreneur uh, trainings and got to meet your wonderful tribe of kiddos. Mm-hmm. And uh, so with, with the work that we do with Genius Camps um, and everything else and how my world has evolved as an entrepreneur, it's kind of been a natural thing that I really didn't even focus on that my son was an entrepreneur and that I was raising a kid, kid, kidpreneur <laughs> um, until you and I started talking about it. And we started talking about, you know, the idea of, of how amazing your kids are um, as young entrepreneurs. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess my son kind of is too. So yeah, it's been a fun you think of the word kid as being really young, but yeah. it's still, I mean, anyone who's not fully um, independent yet would still be considered a kidpreneur, I would say. Right. And my son's been been doing things on his own, um, you know, since he was 14 and coming up with different ways to make money and, and different ways to- What are some, some of your favorites? Himself. What are um, some of the ones he has fun with? Really, the, the, the pool business kind of stands out to me that um, his dad had a couple of pools that he was doing on the side. And then um, my son kind of started doing it with him and learned how to do it. And then he started connecting more with the clients and then getting referrals. And so wow. he's turned it into his own 
business without him even realizing it. And then he started a, a car detailing business after he graduated high school and did that for a little bit. And he was super innovative at the way that he did it because he was like, well, mom, I can't afford the big water tank, but I, but I have this and I have that. And before you know it, he has this innovative, um, he has two big garbage cans in the back of his truck wow. and a, a generator and a water pump with a hose. Like he totally <laughs> rigged this amazing way to, to not have the out front cost, but still make the money detailing cars. And yeah. so yeah, different fun things of just watching him grow has been super inspiring to me. <laughs> That is, that is really a good, because you're in Vegas, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, pools is a big thing. Car wash, those are all very important things that you just always will have people demanding mm-hmm. that need, that service for. So in general though, too, are there any particular ent- entrepreneurial lifestyles that he's been practicing that you think because you do it, that he also does it? Yeah, there's, um, it's those things that you start noticing that you're unconsciously teaching them, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like, wait, I don't think I ever really said, do, do it that way. Um, <laughs> but even little things like how he set up his desk and, and how he organizes himself and the fact that he exercises regularly, like going to the gym is important to him. Um, he recently got himself, he and his girlfriend got a dog. And so he started running with his, with his dog. And it's one of those things where like, I've been running off and on for part of my fitness for a long time. And it's never been, Hey son, you want to run with me, but now watching him like get into his own running routine. Um, and, and even being mindful of, of what he's, he's still a kid. He still like pizza and chicken nuggets are like, because they're <laughs> yeah. um, but he is mindful and he's like, mom, how much protein, you know, should I have or mom, how much? And I never taught him those things. I've just always made my own smoothies and I'm like, yep, put the protein in, put the frozen fruit in. And he's like, mom, how much of this mom, can you make me one of those smoothies? Right. So. It's one of those things where it's almost like a, can I call it like a kid whisperer sometimes where yeah. you don't say to do something, you just do it and then they will get their interest when the timing is right mm-hmm. yeah I think it's really key because sometimes when we try to mention too many things it gets kind of boring like it's kind of that just it's always on the side but mm-hmm. when the timing is right I always wonder you know hold it that hold that mechanism to hold before saying it because they know that they're going to hear it from you is yeah. is more powerful yeah right yeah and- there's something that as you're saying that, um, that kind of has come up in, in a lot of the different conversations I've been having, whether they're coaching conversations with educators or um, entire groups at schools, it's, um, and, it, and it applies to how I've kind of watched my son evolve. And, and I think how young entrepreneurs evolve in general um, is like just modeling the self-awareness, right? And just being able to notice what's going on within them and then being able to advocate for themselves at their own time, right? Just like we do. It's like we, we gain this awareness and then go, oh, what do I want to do with this? And then we start advocating for what we want and then getting into the self-regulation piece of when things aren't going so well yeah. and, and modeling that. And the self-regulation is one that uh, I actually started in intentionally, but not necessarily completely consciously teaching him when he was four. And that was um, when I really was able to recognize that my number one core value is gratitude. 
and when he was acting like a spoiled brat and I was losing my marbles as a mom and, and like I pulled out the garbage bags all of his toys like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's like three four years old like he doesn't understand the concept like he does and he doesn't and, and yet at the same time I'm losing my shit and <laughs> you don't deserve all these things you're being uh-huh. ungrateful he's an only child like and I provided him all the things that I didn't have so you know hello mirror and yet <laughs> it was this opportunity to pause and go, I don't want a parent like this. Like, this is not who I want to be. And I, I had the, the secret kind of came out around that time. And I started following the, the gratitude rock guy. And I always forget his name. I should really remember his name. Um, and so I started when I started feeling that, that fire, right. That, that mommy fire of you're losing all your things because you're not being grateful. Um, I started pausing and going, I need you to tell me three things you're grateful for before mommy loses her marbles. Uh, and just the, I mean, the neuroscience behind it, yeah. I know now just the act of trying to think of something you're grateful for shifts your brain chemistry to a more positive state. So even though I was thinking you should be grateful for and breaking out my own shame bat, right. Mm-hmm. Um, was I was shifting my own brain, brain chemistry to a more positive state. And so then we're both getting ourselves regulated to be able to then get back into that self-awareness and then to be able to advocate for what we want and what we need. That's a good tip right there. Yeah. And it's just, it like, it's, it evolved and it's something that I've used with him throughout his life now. Um, that's really helped his emotional intelligence. And I think that when we talk about entrepreneurial skill sets, I think that's probably one of the most valuable that I've been able to teach him. And again, it didn't, it didn't come from this big, like, Sandy's wise or anything mm-hmm. <laughs> it came from, I don't want to parent like this because I feel like a bad person. Like after I've lost my marbles, I reflect and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is, that's not who I want to be. And that was, that was a really way. good example. Yeah. That's a really good example. Cause a lot of times we feel that way and it's, it's actually funny because it's out of good intention, but yeah. then it might come out as frustration yeah. and then it just ruins the teaching opportunity right there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know what, Sandy, I just also forgot to talk about one thing is your way of how do you got into what you do uh, in terms of yeah. camps and um, educators, you have some, something to go back to, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> um, uh, I kind of jumped right in. So my, my background is, is I, I met, um, I met Tony Shea back in the former and late CEO of, of Zappos, dear, dear friend of mine. I met him around 2008 and uh by, by 2010, he was launching his book called Delivering Happiness and turning it into a company. And I was in real estate at the time and ended up helping he and a lot of the executives at Zappos um, with their commercial and residential needs. And I, I also ended up um, helping him uh, find the, the space to move Zappos headquarters to downtown Las Vegas. And so with with all of that, again, becoming friends with him along the way, um, I said, I love what you're doing, you know, turning the book into a company, happy to volunteer, uh, whatever you need. And next thing you know, I'm running internal culture and internal operations for delivering happiness. And our, our mission was to kind of reawaken happiness in corporate culture uh, around the world and, and spread random acts of happiness. So it was super fun journey. And during that time, uh, there were, there were school leaders that were reading the book and reaching out to us and saying, Hey, we want to be happy like Zappos too. Can you teach us? <laughs> so uh-huh. I had a mommy fire in me, um, passion from my son's unfortunate experience between one kindergarten and another at different schools that had everything to do with the culture and nothing to do with academics. 
So um, because of that, that fire from 2005, six ish, and now fast forward, it's, you know, 2010. Um, I was like, absolutely, I'll volunteer to help, you know, schools be happy. And I started just teaching them some of the things that we were teaching corporations and started learning uh, the nuances of how the system of education is different than the corporate world and, and how could we pivot and, and align some of the resources and tools and strategies. And so I built my entire curriculum. Uh, and then in 20, January, 2013, Jen Lim, the CEO of Delivering Happiness, and then Tony obviously being the co-founder and, and advisor, um, they were like, Sandy, you're passionate about this, go build it. And it, like pushed me out of the nest. <laughs> it was uh -huh. like, this is, this is your time, you're meant to do this. And so I, I jumped and kind of built the plane on, on the way up. I was saying on the way down for a long time, but built the plane <laughs> on the way up uh, uh -huh. as I was you know, taking flight and really uh, just learning and growing and, and evolving the work. And it led me to, in 2015, reconnecting with Roger Hamilton from the Genius Group. And I had, um, I had met Roger back in 2005 and found out that I was a creator profile, but I kind of like tucked it away and really didn't do much with it until 2015. I had an opportunity to go on a women's retreat to Bali. And so I reached out to Roger and said, hey, I'm going to be in Bali. I know you have Vision Villas. Let's grab coffee. And next thing you know, I'm becoming a certified performance consultant in talent dynamics which is his psychometric assessment for teams to be able to use in my schools and re-engaging um, with the work that he was doing and then became uh, one of the leaders as he kind of launched Genius School with Angie Steed. And so um, it just was, there was a lot of evolution that was connected back into in 2005 when I met Roger and he said, what would you do if it weren't about the money? And the thing that popped into my head and I, and I was um, two years into real estate at this time and, and Hunter's four. And so um, I wasn't, I wasn't connected to anything, but my dream was to create an adventure camp for kids that I would bring together thought leaders from all over the world to teach their thing, their concept through adventure and play. Um, and that was, that was the idea. But at the time I was like, I don't like, I'm not doing camps. I don't like, I'm not connected. I have no idea. But the way that my world has evolved and reconnecting, and I ran the very first Genius Camp globally here in Las Vegas in May 2018, um, and was able to bring in thought leaders from Zappos um, to share their stories and their experiences. And now we've been running camps all over the world. And my, my manifestation is actually turning into a ranch that I'm designing that will be for educators and for kids um, to ignite and foster their inner genius. And so that's kind of all, all coming into play from what was a random harebrained idea of, I don't know, I don't know how that's going to happen, but if I could do anything and want us about the money, that's what I would do. And so like looking back and seeing the sequence of events and then watching how it's even unfolding now um, is super fun. And having my son, he was able to go to Bali with me on one trip and helped run a camp there where we had um, kids from an orphanage that were participating in our camp and he got to connect and and inspire them because they were excited to meet him um, right. you know, from the US. so I mean, just from where it was just a thought mm -hmm. and you've been able to successfully navigate through all the question marks and 
find the right people and, and it, it, you're right manifesting the whole thought and you know you mentioned how hunter was there with the camp kind of being like a big brother right yeah. um yeah. mentoring and and holding hands i think that's actually really really helpful not for not only for it's not even it's like a win-win yeah. because the the ones that need the pull to become or see their genius for the other one that's also giving the energy and the wisdom that they know and just the encouragement is helping that older brother or sister um, build up their confidence exactly. in their communication. So, exactly. and it's been baby. so far. I mean, he was there um, with me helping for the very first camp and kind of being a runner with me to make sure that the next room was set up for where the kids were moving to. And um, you know, holding space in the background. And, and even though he's a supporter profile in the talent dynamics for young people assessment, which means he's extra extroverted and all about people and people connecting. smart. Uh -huh. Yeah. Super people smart. Um, he's an auditory learner. And so, and he thrives with that, that connection piece and, and that communication and variety. And yet he holds back because I think he watches me on stage and he's like, I can't do that. And I'm like, but it's your superpower, but like you, I, I have pictures of you at, at nine, 10 years old, being up in front of the class, like doing bookshare and, and like total confidence. Mm -hmm. And then the world kind of tells you, you know, to, to quiet down. And so just kind of continuing to encourage him with that and, and watching even how he communicates with his clients uh, now, right, right now. And, and how, like, it's, it's beautiful just to watch his, his evolution and, and to just gently mirror back and go, you know what? I'm really proud of you. Like, it's really cool that you're doing this. And it's really cool that you asked this question. And, you know, just the subtle ways of fostering it, especially as he grows into his own man, it's less about um, less about deliberately telling and, and more about the, the bumpers, right? And more about just going, yep, I trust you're going to make the right decision. And, and if you find that it wasn't the decision that worked for you, then you'll make another one and you'll figure it out. Like I trust you to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And part of that is a mom is like, Oh my God, I'm going to watch him. At the <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like he's only going to crash into this wall and go, right. yep, I have to let him, I have to let him. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So this really brings me to the question that I always love asking is we talk about the three brains, right? Talk yeah. about the head brain, about all productivity, creativity, the heart brain, which is your kindness, um, thoughtfulness, mindfulness, and then your gut brain, which is your wellness and taking care of your, your health. What would you say the proportion for each of those areas, you attain to your success in raising a great kidpreneur? Uh, I would split it into thirds. I really, I don't know that. Um, so let me, let me rephrase that. The, the times when I am most in my flow and feel the, the most energized with what I'm doing and, and, you know, waking up excited and saying, I get to whatever it is that day is when I'm in alignment with all three. And it, it just goes back to my core values as well, which is one of the core components of the curriculum that I teach is um, when we really connect our head, heart um, and, and gut brains and they're aligned with our core values, then that's really where things resonate with us. And we just know really quickly whether it's gonna work for us or not, whether it's gonna serve us or not. Not whether it's good, bad, right or wrong is does it serve us? And when we have that, that unique balance, whatever that is for each of us as individuals, then, then that's again, when we get into that rhythm and that flow and that attraction wow. and that success, whatever that looks like for you as an individual as well. What's the way to you get into that flow? If you're not in feeling in flow, how do you get into it? 
it's it's picking the one that that is calling to you the most, right? So uh, last, um, it was longer than longer than that. Probably for the past six years or so, <clears throat> my health has been really important to me, and really getting it realigned, uh, and and finding ways to to fuel my body in in healthy ways, and that you know kind of has bled over into my own spiritual journey. Um, and, and also my heart centered and being aligned with my passion and my purpose. And so being able to, to focus on my gut health had this tremendous domino effect into the others. Um, even though I had started meditating kind of around the same time. Um, but I was feeling stuck with that, but where, what was calling to me most was to learn how to cook healthier, how to have more go-to healthy snacks, how to, how to do those things. And then that then in turn kind of opened up um, the spiritual side where I could sit still longer. I had, you know, the excitement to get up because I was fueling my body better. And so lots of that's, but that was unique for me. So in terms of, you know, others and kind of choosing is just pick one, just pick one thing that's speaking loudly to you and then focus on aligning that one thing. And then the others will come in time. Yeah. Pick the one that's most easy, the lowest hanging fruit, right? Mm -hmm. Whichever one, if it's grabbing a book, if it's meditation, whichever one, it feels good. I feel that for gut health, like for eating, it's one of the ones that if you just, um, you know, that one day prepare what you're going to eat the next day. And then when you eat healthy, you don't try to crave for the unhealthy, which usually is the sugar and the salts and the high fats that when you're stressed, you'll go to those things. Yes. So you kind of have to kick off (laughs) that week, right? Kick it off with a planned snack, you know, wholeness, and then make it really fun. I think Mm -hmm. that usually helps trigger all the other areas to be in flow, right? I love that you said make it fun. You know, it's one of the things that, um, that is so, and it's, it's, uh, I'm using the word like it's alive for me. It's like, it's a full sense of (laughs) experiences is around um, play, right? And so understanding that we as adults can make things playful for us too. Like we can cut our, our own snacks into heart shapes and star shapes. Yes. <laughs> we don't have to just do it for our kids. Why not for us too? If it makes us happy and brings us joy, why not? And so to, to take the pressure off of it, having to be perfect and make it playful because that's when we really can um, align the piece where it doesn't feel like hard work is it can just be something that we want to do on purpose. And we want to actually uh, create this life where we wake up and, and love what we're doing. You know, I have, I have Smurfs on my desk because this is, this is what oh, I used no, to play um, when, I was, when I was a kid. And so it's bringing the play back into life because so much of the world is so serious. Yes. And yet if life's a game, why not play? And so remember what you used to play as a child and what used to bring you joy and again, that spark and that lightness of energy is going to have a ripple of impact on your kids and teach them how to stay in their natural rhythm, because what brings us the most joy in life uh, is often where the money will be attracted to us uh, in the easiest ways. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you're, when you act really silly and really imperfectly, that's mm-hmm. when you make people laugh and make people smile, like especially your kids. Right. And, and then we draw in, right? And yeah. Then we, we're like, oh, I want to be closer to this person. It feels good. It resonates. Yeah. Yeah. And any tension just kind of relieves. 
Mm-hmm. Right. That's what pets are for too. Right. Cause they're exactly. always happy. So the more happy we can be around other people, the kids, it's just contagious. Yeah. So, so now that we're speaking about this playfulness, which you're getting me all playful right now, <laughs> what's one word that you would love to use as our word of the week that you want us to all reflect on? Play. It has to be play. It's just really, what does that mean for you? Cause it can look different for everyone. And there, there's so many different ways to play and, and really at the core of it is what brings you joy. What, what makes your smile turn up, right? And what makes your heart happy and, and be playful for it, define it for yourself. Yeah. And you're defining it. You, you came from corporate world, right? You define play there. You're defining it in education, in the systems, how to make play happen. And then now we're talking about how to make it playful at the, in the family, because, you know, when you're a family business, it can be pretty, it can be stressful at the same time, um, but can be very rewarding. And I think when we add play to it, it just makes it a journey. So you're not focused on a destination. It's just experiencing everything together, right? Exactly. And when you can choose a word, and if the word play doesn't resonate, choose a different word that does. And, and that's usually aligned to your core values, uh, the word that you might use. And when you as a family can all say, yes, this is what this means to us and what it looks like in behavior. And we all agree that this is who we are and how we do things within our family is that, and if you're using the word play, play is one of our core values then each week, how are you playing? Like, how are you living it? And then reward yourself as a family is, you know, if we, if we consistently have game night every week, then we're going to an amusement park, you know, in the summer, whatever it is. And, you know, finding ways to to make your core values alive, no matter what they are. Um, But really play is at the cornerstone of, of what unites us. I, I, it's ideas are generating in my head now <laughs> because summer's coming up. So it's yeah. a really good time to have, you know, a month or two right now to plan out those kind of rewards for your family. Mm-hmm. So that way you kind of push that last, that last few meters until summer hits. So, you know, hopefully, and I know you're traveling a lot, so I'm really lucky to be able to catch you at a good time. Uh, it was perfect timing, perfect timing. It's and so good. yeah, I'm, I'm excited about all the travel that I have. And, and it's all come from a year and a half ago, I started creating a play plan uh, for, okay. for my year. And so I have something playful that I'm doing at least once a month uh, that brings me joy. And, That's and I mapped it out, so that who, which mom, who mom, which mom doesn't want to travel, right? Exactly. So, and I love that <laughs> and you, you have it with or without time. your kiddos. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You got to have a, a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, to wrap up our amazing conversation, um, first of all, where can we all connect with you, Sandy? Yeah, definitely connect with me on social media. I am um, in the process of realigning everything. So Instagram is probably the easiest. It's Herrera. Uh, and then everything else will align from there. So yeah, I look forward to connecting. Yeah, we can't wait. Can't wait. And so we can get in touch with you regarding any of the businesses that you've been doing. Um, and then I know that you are a snacker just like me. So I what am. are you snacking on, Sandy? I One of my favorite things that that's really come up recently is pumpkin seeds. Like this has been like a new go-to and, and so I keep this little, and this is, this is from Beach What's Rock. that brand called? Can you show me the um, brand? This is a, the Go Rob brand from okay. Sprouts. Oh, okay. Um, and so 
but I have these little containers. These are Beachbody um, containers from uh, one of their, their Nutrition Plus programs. And so this is a, a, a seeds serving. And at first I'm like, that's not enough, but literally just this quantity. Um, it's like a tiny little on. box. It's so small. Yeah, but so many pumpkin seeds fit in it. Oh. Um, and so I just, I just take it out and, and then, you know, this is, this is my quantity. And, and it's, it's satisfying. And then I'll add in a couple of dried apricots or, or something like that. If I need something sweet, mm-hmm. um, or I'll, I'll cut up an apple and add some, um, sunflower butter to it. Right. Right. So just coming up with different things because, um, I, I have a, a sensitivity to peanuts. I'm not, I'm not allergic, like I won't die, but, yeah. um, I find that I actually enjoy other nuts that have a lot of, um, different nutritional value that serves me. So seeds. All right. Seeds, everybody. (laughs) Well, for me today, I'm actually having a fresh, freshly picked from the tree, um, loquats. Have you tried these before? No, no. No. So there's a lot of them here in California. They just grow the trees just grow, but there are these really amazing fruits and they're hard to find. So there's these orange color. They almost look like apricots, right? But, um, they're called loquats. So it's L O Q U A T. These are really good actually in Asian Asian communities for the throat. So you have okay. a cough or if you just need some soothing, but it also has lots of obviously vitamins and stuff like that, but it's also really good with um, anti-inflammation, um, especially with the liver. And so Brilliant. this is a very good fruit. It's hard to find. And some people actually have to maybe take, buy them dried, but we were lucky. We had some fresh ones from the tree that someone picked for us. So. Oh, that's fantastic. I love it. That's love what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Sandy, I think that um, the next time I will probably see you, you'll be in your new home, but all yes. the best um, to Hunter for all of his, you know, businesses and that he's going into that uh, adult, adult life now <laughs> on his own without mom always, you know, mm-hmm. around, but he's going to do amazing work. So we're all like, we're excited. Ben and I, we, we always are excited to hear how you're doing. So, oh, and, and Ben and, and Vanessa, who I've had the pleasure of meeting and working with, just you have raised amazing kids. And I'm just grateful to know you guys and, and your entire family. And hopefully, I mean, we've known each other virtually now for two years, <laughs> plus years in the pandemic. It's like at some point we need to meet in person. We'll, that we'll is so that true. That will make it happen for sure. Now that it's official, we'll make it happen. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks, well, thanks again for being on the show. And um, we'll see you next time. So good to be here. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and give us a review. Join us in the Facebook group Mompreneurs Raising Kidpreneurs to continue this awesome conversation. And share this show with mompreneurs you know so we can grow healthy families and businesses together. See you next week.